0: You join me in a moment of prayer. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Be with me and push me aside and use me to instead share the word of God. Help me to share the words that you need people to hear. Holy Spirit, be with Those watching the live stream, with those who are here in the sanctuary, help them set aside everything that is weighing heavily on them right now, all the distractions, all the noise, so that they can hear you, that they can hear the whisper of God. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So Paul wrote his letter to the church at Colossae while he was imprisoned for the first time in Rome. He had never been to Colossae, but it was in what is today Turkey, and uh, it's east of Ephesus. And the leader of the church at Colossae was a man named Apophis, who was one of Paul's converts in Ephesus, So, Paul knew the leader of the church and had a vested interest in seeing the church at Colossae succeed. And Paul's other friends, Titius and Onesimus, were allowed to visit Paul in prison in Rome. And they shared with Paul some of the challenges that the Colossians were facing as a young church. And Paul immediately wrote a letter to clarify a lot of the questions that they had and to support their growth as followers of Christ. Like in other cities, uh, there were false teachers who were trying to convince people that Jesus was not who they believed him to be. Paul ran into this a lot with the young churches that he was mentoring and encouraging. Or maybe they were being presented with a skewed version of the story of Jesus and of forgiveness And redemption the false teachers were claiming Jesus was not divine among other things and Paul wrote to put a stop to that thinking immediately Jesus was creator and redeemer period in his letter to the Colossians Paul reminds them that their real treasures are hidden in Jesus himself their treasures are not things of this world but rather the knowledge and wisdom that comes from knowing Christ. And in order to understand the gifts that they've been given as followers of Christ, in order to uncover their treasures, they need to truly know Christ and remember who he is, creator and redeemer. The believers at Colossae are no doubt being criticized by false leaders and local philosophers who simply don't understand their faith. Earlier in the scripture, Paul encourages them by writing, continue to live your lives in him. Do not let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for your new moon festivals or your Sabbaths. What is to come is more important. He also points out to them that they were buried with Christ in baptism, and they were raised through faith. Now, we didn't do an immersion baptism today, but when you think about an immersion baptism, the act of lowering somebody into the water symbolizes death, and being raised up again out of the water symbolizes rebirth and new life. Paul is reminding the Colossians of their baptism, of dying in Christ, And says, if you died with Christ to the things of this world, why are you still living as if you are part of it? You have a new life in Christ. Why are you letting other people and things distract you from that certainty? Why have you gotten caught in this tug of war between the rules of the false teachers and the everlasting promise of Christ? Paul reminds the Colossians, that they should remain in pursuit of the life in the next world that has been promised to them by putting aside all of those things that can come between them and God. All the things that can cause you to sin. Slander, malice, anger, greed, impurity, lying to one another. And instead of... Falling for all of those things, pick up what Christ has taught you. Set those other things aside and pick up what Christ has taught you. Not the things of the earth, but seeking things above. Be your new self in Christ. That's all you need to be. He tells them that's the common denominator. There is no longer, as Paul writes... In Colossians, there's no longer Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free. You're one in Christ. Bear with one another, forgive one another, just as the Lord has forgiven you. And clothe yourself with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. The two verses that were read today are almost a capstone on the overarching ideas of Paul's letter to the Colossians. If Paul were to distill it down to a nutshell, if Paul had to tweet the gist of this letter, it would be the verses that were read today. Ignore the people and things that try to disconnect you from God. It's not about this world. It's about the world to come. And not much has changed for us from the time of the Colossians. There are still false teachers who are good at helping us forget who we are and whose we are. Sometimes these false teachers are obvious and intentional in their distractions. Sometimes they're more subtle and often we're distracted by what they offer. Their bright, shiny new ideas or things are simply different and tempting. And don't we all have that one friend, maybe, who is going to say, what, you're going to church again? Didn't you do that last week? We may even say that to ourselves sometimes. And then the false teachers in our own head. But even Paul told the Colossians to not let anyone distract them from how they break bread together, what they eat or drink, which festivals they keep, how they honor their Sabbath. It's part of who they are as followers of Christ. It's part of who we are as followers of Christ. Maybe you can capture that friend's attention and bring them with you sometime. But who we are first and foremost, are followers of Jesus. Jesus is our creator and redeemer, period. And as such, in the words of Paul, we are to bear with one another, forgive just as the Lord has forgiven, and clothe ourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony and binds everyone together in perfect harmony. Or, as Jesus would say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. It's easy to summarize a life in Christ as a handful of words, but we all know that being a follower of Christ is not simple. And it's not smooth sailing just because we've committed and given our heart, because we're human, and we're going to struggle, and we're going to mess up. We're going to do those things of this world that Paul reminded the Colossians to avoid. We're going to get angry, and we're going to think some evil thoughts. We'll slander others. We'll use abusive or negative language. We'll occasionally be cruel to each other. We will ignore the people who need our help the most. We'll put success above compassion. We will put convenience above truth. And we will treat others without love. So who captures your attention? Sometimes it's the political pundit of the day. Sometimes it's the latest gimmick to change our bodies or our minds or our finances. Sometimes it's our own sense of worth that is anchored too much in this world and what the world thinks of us. We feel like we have to be more successful in a lot of ways that really don't matter to Jesus. So instead of listening to false teachers, we can listen to the people around us and what they need. We can hear their heart cries. We can listen to the voices of families begging to be heard and calling for justice. False teachers are still out there. But when we have clarity of purpose and clarity in our sense of belonging, when we know who our creator and redeemer is and what is expected of us, when we continue to live our lives in Christ, all the other voices are ambient noise. Paul encourages the Colossians to seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Paul believes in the physical place of everlasting life. And in that place, all of our real treasures are hidden, kept safe in Christ. The things of this world are transient and temporary. Success, fame, wealth, as well as sorrow, poverty, and injustice. It's all temporary and transient. But we, as those who claim Jesus as our Creator and Redeemer, are bound, are called to live this life in preparation for the next. We are bound to live in this world in the best possible ways we know how believing that all treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden securely with Christ. And when we know him fully, then we will comprehend these treasures. We may not fully understand things now and why things have to be the way they are. We may not fully understand our struggles or even our successes when they happen. But when we know him fully, everything will make sense The things in this life that don't make sense now will be crystal clear later. But in the meantime, we need to be aware of the things that pull us away from living a life in Christ. Amen.